What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. It's good. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. You are listening to the Salty Dogs, and we are still talking about playoffs. Playoffs? We're just trying to win games. We're in the divisional round. Still talking about the Buccaneers for the first time since 2002. Yeah, So that's pretty cool. Choo, wow. You and I were there, but mm. not hardly anybody else on the no, team. No, there's not a whole lot left. Definitely not this. a player. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Tom Brady's been to his share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, that was but Tom Brady's first year. <laughs> <laughs> so he has 42 playoff games now. Crazy. Uh, one as a Buccaneer. Yes. And 31 wins. All the, all, he has all the records. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. He's got 75 touchdown passes in the playoffs now. It's fun. It, it, it's weird because here we are, you know, it was a super weekend, super wild card weekend, six games in two days. It was fun. And we were part of it. Yeah. And yeah. you weren't sitting at home going, oh, man. I we had an it. unexpectedly interesting game as well. We had. We probably would have love. preferred it not be quite so interesting in the second half. Uh, hey, at the end of the day, you just got to do one thing, and that is. Look at the scoreboard. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I think. I think it was with Ronnie and, and John Gilmore in the pregame when they asked me just about, you know, what's the storyline or something. Sure. Like that. And, and to me, it's Tom Brady. You, oh, yeah. you made this move, this unbelievably dramatic, perhaps the most dramatic free agent signing in the history of the NFL to bring in the GOAT in March because, A, you thought he could get you over the hump and get you here, and then mm-hmm. once you got here, you'd have an actual shot. And we have an actual shot because Tom Brady's here. Yeah, and I think one of the things – that I a lot of people seem to overlook is he's that one piece to get you over the top or hopefully get you over the top. And that is that is something that everybody keeps forgetting is that there are some really fine pieces already here. And that's how free agency works best is when your team is just looking for a piece rather than bringing one piece in on a team that's not that great and thinking that's going to change everything. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely a foundation in, but part of – Keeping it that way was also the aggressiveness in free agency last year to somehow get Shaq mm-hmm. and JPP and Indomitian Sue, get all of them back, plus a couple, a handful of other guys sure. in good depth. Sure. I mean, even even look at Nacho, Raheem Nunez Rochas. He's become he, our starting nose tackle, right. and he had to be resigned. Mm-hmm. He's played well. He's helped us get over the fact we don't have Vita Vea. We'd be in a little bit more trouble without Nacho. Yeah. It, it Boy, when you just look up and down, you just kind of go, wow. You know, Kevin Mentor. Uh, Doing doing well last week. Unfortunately, this week not so well. Yeah, uh, the COVID uh, bites it's, again. It's crazy that Kevin Minter fills in for two weeks, does well. We win both games because Devin White is on the COVID list. And the very day that Devin White comes off, Kevin Minter goes on, and it's completely unrelated. Sure, because those two haven't been around each other for weeks, ten days. Yeah. So I now, know, it, for, you know, if they were both out at the same time, you'd be in trouble. But we've had one or the other available every time so far. Every morning, that is that is you just kind of hold your breath. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you see what the Cleveland Browns went through. And, and uh, congratulations to Alex Van Pelt, who was yeah. with us. And uh, he was actually, did you know he was Dave Moore's roommate? It's I cool. think you have told me. Yeah. That. So anyways, um, Good dude. He, he called the game and yeah. uh, they did really well. And. That's exciting for them. I mean, I, I get it. I get the enthusiasm. I mean, as that was, you talk about, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen in a game. I mean, that well, when you crazy. when you're up by seven after one snap on defense, fourteen that's pretty seconds. Good. Fourteen <laughs> you seconds. You gotta like that. I wasn't even in the room. I didn't even see it. I'm I like, didn't what either. Happened? I came back and it was like, was there a pick? What, what, <laughs> you know, what did I miss? I saw the second touchdown and hadn't looked at the score. I'm like, oh, they just they they went up seven nothing. I'm yep. like, fourteen nothing. What? What? Yeah. And then it was twenty-eight nothing before yeah. the first quarter was over. That's the best about football. But um, but our game was was interesting to say the least. I, I think that uh, you know. Do you want to do you want to confirm that to these people listening that I said before the game I was not happy when Alex Smith was ruled out. Yes. That I wanted to face Alex Smith. 
You really didn't want to face the Washington Redskins. You wanted to face the Dallas Cowboys. Originally, but once we got to Washington, I wanted to face Alex Smith because, no disrespect to him, he had a great career but and an incredible comeback, but he's already not a mobile guy. Mm-hmm. And then he had the calf injury, which we knew would limit him if he was on the field. And, and then he just doesn't really throw the ball downfield at all. Uh-uh. And so I thought we would not have too much problem with it. The problem with Taylor Heineke is who knew? And I just have this feeling, I know I'm not the only Bucks fan, that every time we face some who-is-this-guy quarterback, he has a huge game against MVPs. us. MVPs. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I will say that you were quite animated on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to try to be much better this next game. No. I'm going to try. I always, I always love it when you say that. I, you, you are very vested in in what's going on. And, and in that particular game, all Buck fans seemed to be talking a lot to the TV and trying to decide what was going on because there was a lot to that. Um, but, I, I, you know, Bruce Arians did make a comment that he thought that was a pretty good football team. And, you know, I, I think they played um, – they were there. Now, whether – I think, unfortunately, when we had opportunities to make some plays, we didn't. And I think that kind of kept it closer than it really should have been. I, I I do think there were points left. They they have a they had one of the league's best defenses by just about any statistical measure. And the biggest issue, the biggest concern was of course the pass rush mm-hmm. because if the pass rush if there's a lot of pressure on Brady, that's the way to get to the Buccaneers. That's what the Saints have done to us twice. This defense by all the numbers, including sacks for pass play, is better than the Saints. But the Buccaneers handled that pressure quite well and they got five hundred and seven yards. If you're right, there were points left on the board Four red zone trips that ended in field goals. Yeah. That you can't have that most of the time. And had we been better in the red zone like we normally are, it wouldn't have been that close. And it wouldn't have been such a nail-biter there for a while. It was a nail-biter. Well, it got down to two points at one point, And they were trying the two-point conversion to tie it. <laughs> yes, I do recall. But we really had no problem moving the ball. No. I mean, when, when I mean, Mm-mm. it's just the number of downfield plays that this team can make. When, and Tom Brady's now totally locked in on those plays. And you got Antonio Brown, and you got Chris Godwin, and you got Mike Evans, and it didn't really happen in this game. But you got Scotty Miller. All of a sudden, Cam Brate's making twenty-yard catches downfield. It was—it's a thing of beauty when everybody's there and it, and it works. And let's talk about Mike Evans because he was there. He was, there. and we didn't know if he was going to be no. there. No, <laughs> but he, what a gamer, huh? He, he's so impressive. It there is—I think that's probably the best word. Impressive is Mike Evans right now. If you were—he adds nothing else to his career. Is Mike Evans the best offensive player in franchise history? I'd say you could make a great argument on that, yeah. And I'm not sure who you could match him against. He's got all the receiving records um, by a long shot, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't think there's any quarterback that you can say is the best offensive player in team history. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is the best offensive player that's ever played for the Buccaneers. Right. It's only one season. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You know, you, you, James Wilder had a nice stretch, but it was only a few years long. Mike's mm-hmm. done this for seven years running, and there's no sign of slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, maybe Paul Gruber. Yeah. Uh, but I think if I were to choose, Mike Allstadt with all the touchdowns. Sure. Um, but Mike Evans is closing on his touchdown record, too. He should probably get it next year. Wow. If he gets, like, 10 touchdowns. Yeah, uh, it was it was good to see him play, and it just uh, – I, I don't know. It, that whole game – you know, it was kind of like you had a pit in your stomach the whole time because you were thinking this could be really awesome, and then you keep thinking, oh, my goodness, they're still hanging in there. But um, it ended up being a pretty good late-night game, so good that now we're on another late-night game, <laughs> which I don't know why they keep doing that to us. I think I know why. Well, sure. I mean, this one was kind of obvious. If you consider – on divisional round weekend is the Sunday night slot, the prime mm-hmm. slot. Yeah. Okay. Well, you gotta, oh, it is. You got to put Brady and Breeze on. Sure. Brady and Breeze part three. Well, that one, yeah. I get that one. I wasn't so sure why the why the why Washington Saturday football one? team. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, but, but but they ended up getting an exciting game out of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess they knew what they were doing. That Taylor Heineke again, crazy, wasn't it? It really got me. Was and and again, this wouldn't have been a problem if Alex Smith was in there. But he had like five runs of of ten or more yards, and that was a big problem. It was a big yeah. problem. But I, I think I, a lot of his passing, I. I think some Washington fans are getting a little excited about how yeah. this guy's the answer because I saw some pretty lucky completions personally. Mm-hmm. What was amazing is I thought for sure he would get sacked and he for for you know he's not a small guy he ends up just like disappearing a Houdini. Yeah, look. I know. You know, it was like what do we do? What is going? He on? is kind how of a small we, guy for a quarterback. Yeah, how do you miss this? But he gave his all. You know, it was I mean, he, he he had a shot in the NFL and and he might get himself. Been, 
He's been hanging around since 2013. He was a teammate of Tom Brady's one time. Really? Oh, that's right. That's right. They did talk. About, he said he met him in an elevator. <laughs> you know, he got called in. Tom Brady, man. You know, we started talking about him early, and then as usual, we just, sure. we just sidetrack from sure. one thing to another. Well, that's what we do. He had 381 passing yards, two touchdowns, and didn't throw a pick. I mean, he had, since the coming back from the bye, he has just been so unbelievably locked in. Jeff, his last four games – were the best last four games he's ever had in his career, which in this is crazy. Tom Brady's career we're talking That's about. That's crazy. And then he adds 381 yards, and the Bucks get 507 yards of offense. We've had 500 or more yards three times in like the last five weeks. Jeez. And before this season, I think it had happened just a handful of times in team history. Yeah. So it's just – it's unstoppable. He's unstoppable right now. Look, at, Listen to some of these numbers. I like numbers, right? I know you do. So since that coming back from the bye – he has a 121.7 passer rating. <laughs> he has, since in his last 35 drives that Tom Brady has led, starting with the beginning, the second half of the Atlanta game? 35. 35 drives. drives. 25 of them have led to scores. It was, it was mostly touchdowns until this last game, but 25 of 35 drives led to scores. Of the other 10, three were kneel downs to end a game. And one was that fluky interception that, that, uh, that Scotty yeah. Miller kind of popped up in the air. Right. So really, in the last four weeks or so, he's had basically six drives that didn't score points. That's insane. Do you think it's kind of crazy that in the beginning of the year when they got into the red zone, they'd score touchdowns? Every and then, time. And then in this particular game, three what, how many times? Three times in the red zone? Four Five times? times in the red zone, one, one touchdown. One four touchdown, yeah. That's not good. No, which is... I, you yeah. remember the last time? Maybe it wasn't the last time, but it, it might have been the last time we played Washington. It was here mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, do you remember what happened in that game? I thought the last time we played him was in was with Lovey Smith and uh, that craziness, but th- that it, might just be the last one I, I remember. I think it was a dirt game. You, yeah. You're thinking about the one where, where yeah. Kirk Cousins said, "Do you like that?" Right. I'm talking about the one, and I think it was just a couple years ago. But let me let me be, be sure. Sure. Be, but the the incredible thing about it was we had over 500 yards of offense in that game oh, too. Yeah, all right. But we're so drastically terrible. In the red zone that we yeah. lost sixteen to three. Yeah, we were really good between the twenties that game. So yes, that, I do I do remember that. That was probably a dirt cutter season mm-hmm. then, I would mm-hmm. think. Um that was the only time in te- in league history that a team has had more than five hundred yards but three points or less. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that but see that's what that's where it gets me is that when you do get in the red zone and you don't score, I always get a little nervous on that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. You know, I mean that is the but at least at was, least suck up was hitting well, his true. field goals. Yeah, so, so you, got t- you felt good about that. Yeah, so you, you in that Washington game we, we had five red zone trips and came away with one field goal period, which means there had to be missed field goals or, or and or turnovers, and mm-hmm. I believe there were turnovers. This team isn't turning the ball over anymore. We had the Keyshawn Vaughn fumble, which is bad, and, and I think he's and, had two of those now. And that was kind of an interesting fumble, too, because he was almost to the ground. Fumble. Well, and I did because it was a solid punch. Yeah, the guy, yeah. The guy made a nice play. And I made a, I made a comment about that, and and, uh, I, and Dave just shook his head. He goes, no, you got to you, – you, you got to hold that thing so no, it doesn't matter well, whether someone punches it or not. Haven't you ever heard of Levante David talking about this issue? And Levante David, if you look up the – since he's been in the league, the most forced fumbles, he's up there amongst like the top five or ten, but all the other guys on the t- in the top ten are, are edge rushers. You know, they get the s- strip sack, right. you know, a, a, a JPP type of thing. Actually causing like running back some ball carriers to fumble in the open field, I don't, there's, there hasn't been a guy better than that than Levante David – since 2012 and I asked him about it one time and he said that there is an art to it and that he tries to hit the swipe at the ball or punch at the ball when the when the back is going down to the ground but it's still maybe like two feet off the ground because as they're getting close to hitting the ground they always take one hand off the ball to brace themselves Mm. and so now they go from carrying with two to carrying with one he wants to get the balls uh, punched right at that moment when the ball when the hand comes off isn't that wow. great? That is an awesome. And in fact, I mean, you could now you think about it, it makes perfectly sense. Well, why, it's why a good. You do that? It's a good theory, theory. but it's, how do you know? How that? do you put it into practice? I mean, yeah. can you actually time it? Well, we've seen him do it, so we know he can. Mm-hmm. But he's a special guy. Sure, very special. And he's one and zero in his playoff career now. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I really am. He had a good game. He had a good. Oh, very. Hey, major sack. Yeah, he had a sack, and that I think was he had a pass that was it. Up. When he when that's when he got yeah. the sack. We, game over. We needed that. Because then the next pass was like fourth and twenty-one, and we actually managed to bat that one down. Yeah. So that was that was very good. Yes, that was. Uh, 
I didn't think I, you know, as I looked at that game, it kind of went the way I thought it would, and that's what I was afraid of: is that it wouldn't it be. It would stay close. Yes, that's. I was concerned about that. Well, but I don't think Washington's terrible, and since they they got competent quarterback play, which has been their biggest problem, they they were a, a pretty decent opponent in this particular night. They, you know, they're not the Saints. No, but um, so we're gonna have to score field. We're gonna have to score oh, touchdowns in the red zone on Sunday. Uh, I did you? Well, I'm sure you watched the Saints game the same way I did. Yeah, yeah that they um they weren't great either. No, they 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 but they played the way they they played what they needed to do. Yeah, I they sure did in that particular game. I I, I you got to get the points when you can against New Orleans, and when Chicago didn't score that touchdown, which you know it wasn't oh, even the fourth. Pound. He didn't even he didn't even not catch the ball. He it, couldn't get. He, to he, it. he did. Yeah, it, it just it was like he held his arm out like a like a basketball. Hoop oh, we're talking about two different in things. the end zone. Oh yeah, and it drops one. right through. He didn't even touch it. That it was did crazy. It didn't touch it. It was like a, he 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 like oh look at this basket. See if you can hit between here. Uh, crazy. Yeah, I remember we were sitting on the couch on that one going, no way because you just couldn't believe that he dropped it that badly. And you talk about making a play and executing and the difference in a game. If you if you execute that play, that seven points you're tied, and then a few plays later you have a turnover. You ended up only getting a field goal, but you would be up 10-7. Yeah. Changes, it changes a lot. Yeah. And, and you're only going to have a few opportunities to score with them. Right. And, if you, and if you don't take advantage of that against the Saints, it's going to be a long afternoon. Did you, know, did you know Quan Alexander got hurt again? I did. That's poor uh, he's Achilles. Got the, he's got the worst luck. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was on his way to another Super Bowl. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Well, I'm just I said he was <laughs> he on could, his way, he not he's he could have been. He could have been. He, they have a shot. Yeah. Well, they yeah. I I think this is the big game personally. Well, of course. Yeah. Oh, you think this one's bigger than the next one? I mean, it's always the next one the team will say. Sure, sure, one, sure, sure. Can't get the yeah, next you can't one get to this. the next one until you do this one. Uh, I, I this guess what is, I'm saying is you're more worried about the Saints than the Packers or the Rams. Yeah, I'd be warm. I think the Saints and Packers are pretty close in terms of how much you'd be worried about them. Yeah, well, it, I think I think we're going back to uh, remember we had a fan question when they when uh, one of our listeners said it's kind of like Philadelphia. You mm-hmm. got to go through Philadelphia to get to where you want to go. That's correct. And, and I and when he said it, I was like, yeah, oh, that's that's, that's a pretty good theme. And now I say, hundred percent, you're right. You want to move forward, you got to go through New Orleans. Well, before it was Philadelphia, it was Green Bay. Yeah. And in 1997, we were in the very same situation Uh. as this. We were the wild card team. The the division winner in our division was Green Bay. In this case, it's New Orleans. They got a first-round bye. We had to play another team in our division, Detroit, at home, won that game. So in the divisional round, we go to Green Bay to play a team that has already beaten us twice that year. They were competitive games, but they won them both. Yeah. Here we are again. We're going to play at New Orleans when they've already beaten us twice this year. The only two games the Buccaneers lost by more than three points all year were to New Orleans. Yeah. And the we, only two. And they haven't beaten, you know what, five last five games? They've, they've, won, they've beaten us five times in a row. Right. So, yeah, we got to get over that. Which which tells me we're due. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, the streak is only, only lasts until it doesn't anymore. Well, speaking of streaks, we could have a six-game win streak, right? Yeah. We've done that before. Have we? Yeah, it was in the regular season in 1999. Oh, very good. So so that's only 21 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so my bad for bringing it up. <laughs> that, that streak ended with a 45-0 loss at Oakland, if you remember. Yeah, oh, yeah. I still remember standing on the tarmac at the Oakland airport thinking, what? what? What's team, where'd that steamroller come from? Whoa. Yeah. But um, so the Saints, the, the problem for us with the Saints is the pass rush. Mm-hmm. And we've handled – Good pass rushes. We just haven't handled the Saints' pass rush. No. Five of the 21 sacks against Tom Brady this year, and five of the 21 sacks, and I think five of the of his 12 interceptions have been against New Orleans. They they seem to really they hone in. I don't want to say they have the number, but they have the number. You know, they they hone in on it. They have they have truly. Uh, you know, I I um this it, is I the thing you know you're talking about the pass rush. I think this is a different, when I say team, I think the Buccaneers are different than they were the last time they played New Orleans. Well, I they were really definitely different than week one because remember the story in that one was yeah, the, the offense just wasn't clicking because Brady Nick didn't get any games or, or anything to work up to it. It was just right. thrown into the fire. And sure. he's new to the team, and you're, you're, it's going to be a while. They've said that all year. It's a work in progress, and we've seen how it has gotten better and better. Then in week nine, that game kind of got out of control. But at that time, you remember we were also struggling with – 
penalties and turnovers and mm-hmm. not being able to hit the deep ball. And none of those are an issue anymore. Not, I mean, I hope they can continue to not be an issue against New Orleans. But since the bye week, none of that has been a problem. It's all been great. And the offense is just dead red. There's a, there's a mic'd up with Tom Brady. And it's pretty cool because he's talking to the O-line saying what how great the protection is. Yeah. But the part that made me laugh is he's talking about how good the protection is. And then he goes, just hold it a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's really it's good. Really, it's really good. Maybe good. And I thought, well, you know, that's pretty much what you got to do. You, you, you say, hey, great job. But, you know, a little bit. Quarterback's going to get greedy. Um, but uh, so they got three sacks on us, but two of them were right up the right over right guard mm-hmm. after Alex Kappa went out. We haven't talked about that yet. And and in fairness to uh, Ted Larson, to Ted Larson, right, just coming in yeah. and, and he's only been with the team. Coach for a said he weeks. just had his stance wrong. Which, it didn't look like it yeah. was he was overwhelmed. It looks like he got like it was a technique issue. Mm-hmm. Like it was just he went the wrong way. Or now you're saying that the stance wasn't mm-hmm. right. So yeah, I mean he. It's not going to be Ted Larson, though. No. Uh, and Steiny? I think, yeah, Stenny. I think what every, if people are confused by that, when Kappa got hurt, they put in Larson, but now they're going to go with Stenny. It's not, it's not a knock on Larson, who no, probably no, no. will be activated again. Oh, he's going to need to be. Yeah. Right, because we need it now, because now we're out of reserves if Stenny moves in. But they kept Larson, who had been elevated from the practice squad, active instead of Stinney because he's a more versatile player. He's seen tons of action in his career at all three interior spots, and that's what you needed for that game. You needed one guy who could play all three spots. So that's why he was active instead of Stinney. Now, with a week to prepare for it and, and decide which guy you want in there, they're going with Stinney. Sure. And it makes sense because he's been here practicing with the team all year, and he should have a better feel for the offense. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Uh, the moving parts. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have and, any idea what to expect from Stenny because he has basically not played. They, well, yeah, that's true, that's true. I think though, um, and it kind of gets overlooked with as many moving parts and as many players coming in and out. You, you've got to credit the coaching staff for for coaching guys up because that's not always the case. It's one thing to bring a body in, but also, you know, you got to get them right, and it that seems to be the case right now is they are getting it right. Well, we had a lot of fill-ins that are doing a good job, like Anthony Nelson, seen more time. Yeah. He's had a couple sacks in the last three weeks, and obviously Kevin Minner did great. Um, you, you know, Herb Miller, he's helped out. You know, it's crazy is I was surprised, and, I, and apparently I wasn't the only one, was all of a sudden Rojo wasn't playing. <laughs> which that was that kind of – There were a lot of angry people on um, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Because – Sure. I was – you know, I'm – I'm ready to push the button on the inactives. Oh no, that wasn't inactives. No, no, that was he didn't he wasn't playing, and then we got the injury report from the PR guys in Washington. And so, I don't know if I was the absolute first person to tweet it, but I was right there sure. with everybody. And the responses, because it was kind of breaking that news, were like so many people were angry. Could have told this before. Could have told us before. I'm like, wait a minute, it's there's fantasy football's over, right? But now I'm thinking, are they still playing daily fantasy football? In the playoffs, maybe? Um, you're asking. Uh, yeah. I know I'm asking the wrong guy, yeah. and I don't even know anything about daily fantasy sports. And, in fact, it might be. we are not even allowed to play daily fantasy no. sports. And I have no interest in it anyway. I've had friends try to get me into a daily fantasy thing. And I'm like, no, it just doesn't interest me. But maybe that's what's going on, and that's why everybody was so I, I believe not. it is. I believe that's – I think there is a – I think there is uh, ways that you can – you can continue because they're like would have been nice to know this beforehand well, well dude i didn't know the, 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 so apparently believe, believe it or not believe it or not it's supposed to be a secret so like, no, no well really and this wasn't something that the bucks sat on for days no ever a, a lot of players have some injury or another that they're playing through and we saw ron jones looking pretty good in week 17 right um he didn't he wasn't hurt enough to have to be on any kind of practice squad mm-hmm. so i mean any type of injury report so he just maybe he had a minor quad thing, but the flight it seemed to swell up on the flight. Bruce said, and then I guess he aggravated it before the game, and so he didn't think he could give it all, give it his all with right. it. And so they, you know, they didn't want to have him in there on one leg, right? Yeah, right. I, I agree. I, so it I, wasn't I, something that the Bucks hid and then sprung no, on anybody. No. It just no, they were because they wanted his speed. Well, they want Ronald Jones out there. That's yeah. clear. But I mean, Leonard Fournette had his best game. He did. He looked good. Leon. Leon? I think that's what they called him. Leon? I think so. Either Leon. I think they call him Lenny. Was oh, it Lenny? Okay. Like from Over Mice and Men. Oh. Although that's not a flattering comparison. No. But, but yeah, Fournette had 132 yards from scrimmage. He looked good in the passing game. Yeah. 
He did. And he's, he's a pretty reliable pass catcher. Next man up. Yeah, and then a lot know, of experience there too, by the way. That's a pass catcher. Yeah, well, he caught a ton of passes sure. in his last year in Jacksonville. Sure. And good for him. But, again, the protection was good. We got on that tangent again about Kappa and the line. But Chase Young did not have a sack. And Montez Sweat had one two-yard sack. Donovan Smith apparently played one of his best games and just completely stonewalled Chase Young, which is impressive and, and pretty so. cool considering how much talking Young was doing for it. And not a bad thing. No. Saying, I want Tom Brady, is pretty cool, actually. It's a young guy knowing the history and, and, and knows how big it would be for him to it wasn't, sack Tom Brady. It wasn't a malicious no, not at all. Uh, um, type of boast. It was, it was I want to measure myself yeah. against the best. That's who go. I want to get. Go. I want to measure myself. And after the game's over with, I realized maybe perhaps I shouldn't be saying anything <laughs> right now. But they did. They did say hello. Hey, you know. It was oh, I said think Tom Brady res- thought the whole thing was yeah. pretty funny. Well, I have, <laughs> yeah, especially I mean, after we won. yeah when when you can when you can shut somebody down, that is the best. That is the best, and that happened. So, so. you want, let's talk about the Saints now, okay? Because that's next. Mm. And the Saints, they had Michael Thomas in the first game, but Carlton Davis totally shut him down, mm-hmm. and then he hurt his ankle right at the end. And then that ankle's pretty much bothered him all year, right? And he wasn't there when they played in week nine. Right. He didn't, we didn't face him in week nine. And then he went back on IR for the last three weeks of the regular season. So only played in like seven games, only had 40 catches, didn't have a touchdown this year. That's obviously a huge amount of production that they lost out of their offense. Didn't slow him down very much. He's back now and looking fine. He's back to being Michael Thomas. And obviously Drew Brees loves having that. Alvin Kamara had, a, had, had to go on the COVID list near the end of the regular season. But now he's saying it was good for him. It was like having a bye before the playoffs began. Interesting. I think I saw in the broadcast that before – and in Drew Brees missed time too. So mm-hmm. before that playoff game, those three, Kamara, Brees, and Thomas, had played like 75 or 100 snaps together all year, you know? And now they're all back. The uh, whole gang's back together. Not, not, not making me smile. <laughs> and they also have De- Deontay Harris emerging. And way back when we played that first – the, the New Orleans game here, I remember the guys on the radio broadcast and pregame asking me just a, a sleeper, like, who who worries me on the Saints? And I went with Deontay Harris, who's a really, really electric kickoff returner. Now he's starting to get a little bit involved in the passing game. And now Bruce Arians said the same thing on Monday. He's like, uh, yeah, they asked him about Michael Thomas, and, of course, he said something nice. But he said, but the guy who really worries me is Deontay Harris because of that speed. Sure. He can give you those – Get the ball to him quick and have him make a big play out of it. You got something going on? I was just looking at comparing them to us. I would just in what way? I'll tell you. Okay. You don't need that scoring. Well, they we actually outscored them this year. Mm-hmm. They actually have a better um, scoring differential. They're second in the league beyond Baltimore with something like nine point one, and more, ours is more like eight point six. We're fourth. Mm-hmm. Of course, we would the the difference between us and them in that is the thirty eight to three game that they beat us right yeah. <laughs> take oh, that oh, out yeah, of there yeah sure and it's probably reverses there okay. uh, they are about fifth in defense in both points and um, and yards and that's the Buccaneers are pretty close in both of those as well where, and where are they in rushing their rushing offense their rushing defense has been very good it's like fourth or fifth the rushing offense is probably pretty good, good. because their passing is only nineteenth in the league. Yes, Believe it or pa- not. their passing is 19th. They're so their rushing is probably about 5th or something? Uh, let's see. 8th? Rushing offense, 7th. 7th, okay. Very good. <clears throat> wow. They've, they're they really balanced team. What I like is you're just – I'm actually looking – I actually have it on my phone because I just received the uh, release from the Saints. They just okay. – they sent their weekly game release, and I'm looking at it as we're as we're talking. You're, you're doing pretty good. I was doing – I think I did very good. Yeah, you did. Very, you think you did very good personally. Now, now, the thing about that offense, though, is it's designed to get the ball quickly to their playmakers and let them pick up a lot of extra yards. Yeah. Well, their total offense is ranked ninth, and our total offense is ranked seventh. Yeah. So that's in yards. Sure. We uh, we have them in points by a few. Uh, we have thirty point eight. They have something like thirty point one, maybe. They got a lot of penalties, though. They do, actually, 98. Jeff. Good call. They got 98. And more than the penalties is the yards. 1,005. The only team that had more penalty yards against them this year was the one-win Jaguars. Now, this is really kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, they have 98 penalties so far. Buccaneers have 84. This was regular season only. Mm-hmm. They have 1,005 yards in penalties with 98. 
The Buccaneers have 84 penalties, but only 715. Do you want me to explain to you why that is, Jeff? Uh, probably a lot of personal fouls. Uh, a lot of pass interferences. Ah. And pass interfer- in, in fact, okay. there were several in the game against us. Sure. Pass interference, the first one. Pass interference calls can be – they can be a 50-yard penalty. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're the, the – they're, the, they're the killer. They're, they're the, the cruncher. Uh, All right. That's so good. So let me give you um, a few more exact numbers sure. on that. Sure. Uh, the, I'm looking it up to get it exactly right. It's not that numbers bore you. It's just how we present the numbers to you. Well, that's what makes them fun. Sure. They are. They had the second most defensive pass interference calls, 19 of them in the league, and that cost them 337 yards. Wow. There you go right there, Jeff. Wow. So add that to their defensive totals because that's basically like giving up that many yards in right. the passing game. Right. They also had 23 holding penalties on offense, which was the fourth most in the league. So right. those are their two things. And it's kind of like – they're kind of like the Seahawks. When, when the Seahawks were really good a few years ago, mm-hmm. every year they were way up there in penalties, but it didn't, it didn't slow them yeah. down. I mean, the, the um, Saints are good enough that they can overcome all these penalties. If you, if you gave this to a team that was kind of in the middle, these, this would be a killer, and they'd be talking about it all the time. They had the sixth most roughing the passer – Wow. They had the, like, 11th they're, most they're, unnecessary they're, roughness. They're a very aggressive team. The, the, they, they had their 23rd in um, offensive pass interference. Their 27th, that's worst, in delay of game penalties, which they always crow about the delay of game when you're in the Superdome when there's a regular crowd. Remember yeah. that? They'd always put up the numbers of how many, sure. how how many, many delay of games of yeah. false starts. That was irritating. That um. I did not miss going to the Superdome this year. I know. And I'm not going to miss it this weekend either. I know. I, I know. hate that place. I know. The, um, you know, when you look at these two teams, there's no love lost. No, there isn't. And the key, I believe, one of the keys to this game is who can keep their composure. Very good. Because as you watch that game, it, it, the Saints – they're really good agitators. They, are very they good know agitators. how to get underneath your skin. And, and if you go back to the game against Chicago, they got a guy kicked out. Just not by physical stuff, just by needling. And so much, it throws a punch. That's crazy. Which game are you talking about, by the way? Just last Sunday's that game. That also happened when they played in the regular season. It was two different guys. That, but they both got thrown out because apparently – University of Florida's C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson when he was drafted, but I guess C.J.'s better. C.J. Gardner-Johnson was the guy in both cases that somehow got those two different guys mm-hmm. to throw a punch at him. And then he goes and he throws his hands sure. up I, and they well, get thrown out. I, yeah. So Bruce Arians know this and he's already sounding the alarm on this. He didn't, he didn't wait. He started putting that word out there for his players to think about on Monday. He's like, they're good at getting under your skin. You can't get involved in the finger pointing and the trash talking. Mm-hmm. And you know who's done a good job of overcoming that? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Marshawn Lattimore, when he first arrived in the league in 2017, he's very, very good. Uh-huh. They've had a lot of great battles, some of them won on both sides. Mike had two really big games against the Saints in 2018, as an example. But Marshawn Lattimore was able to get under his skin, and I think we remember at least one game where wasn't Mike thrown out at halftime? Well, yeah. He, well, he had that incident where – and then um, Jameis got involved. And, and When was the last time you've seen Mike lose his cool? He decided somewhere along the way that even though it has to drive him crazy, and same thing with pass interference, offensive pass interference calls, which in my opinion, he not so much anymore, but he used to get a lot of unfair ones. Mm-hmm. And it would really, you could see it getting under his skin. And at some point he decided, I'm not letting this bother me anymore because it's hurting my game. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed by that. Yeah. He's done a great job. And that's and that's going to be a big key because this, you know, you can't give anything away. You can't just this game's too big. Yeah. And you can't have turnovers. Long. No, you can't have, you really can't have turnovers in any game, but you know, and you got to hit your shots. And uh, we've only had two turnovers in the last 5 games. <laughs> I you know, it's funny um I don't, you know, part of me wants to say, and maybe we'll say it next week if the Buccaneers win and say they really wanted New Orleans rather than. I think they do. I do too. It just doesn't but guarantee I, that they'll beat them. No, but I think they do too. I think I think it's like, you know what? These guys got us. These guys have gotten us. We're better than that. And the only way we can prove it is we got to face them again. That's yeah. the only way. It doesn't matter. We can go beat other people. And they, if we don't face them. 
then we then we can't say we did it. I, the Buccaneers right now are better than they were in week one or nine. I don't know if we're better than the Saints, mm-hmm. but we're better than we have played against the Saints. I think we're better equipped to play better against the Saints. I won't know if we played better against the Saints until after right. Sunday. Who knows game. what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know if we will, but we, like you said, we are better than what we've shown in the mm-hmm. two games against the Saints. Yeah. And, and you do have Antonio Brown as a new element in the offense. Wow. He, he played in that, that second Saints game, but it was like five days after he'd gotten here, and he had like three catches for no, 31 but yards. No, boy, he, the last couple games, you certainly, you're certainly beginning to see. Uh, we scored five touchdowns in the last – Four games. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, wow. Yeah, he's a great. He's become a great weapon on some nice. I don't know how they get him so wide open downfield plays like the one in Washington. Yeah, yeah. And then also just throw it to him real quick on a like a bubble screen. And he's got his movement back. I and think. the other thing is, you don't hear nothing about nothing. <laughs> he is like. Well, he's doing it the right way now. Yeah, well, sometimes that's what it takes. These um, these tractors doing their circles is kind of mesmerizing. Where we where we are is at Raymond James Stadium, and because of not having a game this Sunday, there is no field at Raymond James <laughs> there's Stadium literally right no now. Field. It's, there's dirt. <laughs> on Saturday night when we were here, there were eight tractors on the field waiting the, the outcome of the games oh. before they decided to take the field out. And the reason why they're doing this, in case you don't know, is the Super Bowl is going to be here <laughs> in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. Didn't, wouldn't they have had to wait for the for the um, Chicago game to be played to know for you sure? You would though? think that, wouldn't you? They started tearing up the field before I then? they did. Because when I came in yesterday, the field yesterday morning, that field was gone. But they could have done that after the Sunday game. But you're saying they were waiting that night. Well, they, well, I I will say they probably could have done it Sunday, but I don't think they – I think – They started on Saturday? No, they didn't start Saturday. I think they okay. did on Sunday, but I don't think they started – I think they started before that oh, really? game was over <laughs> with, is my impression, because I don't know how they removed everything out of here. If you don't know what we're talking about, had the Buccaneers no, – I'm sorry, had the Bears beaten the Saints, the Bucks would actually have a home game this time. Sure, we'd be playing here. And that has never been possible before. Mm-mm. That's why it's never happened before. Because it's never been possible. Because prior to this, from 1990 on, there have been two bye weeks. So those two teams were the first and second seeds were guaranteed to be there in the second round. Mm-hmm. And they were the first two seeds, so they were guaranteed to have home games. So it didn't matter what happened in the wild card round. All the teams playing in the wild card round were going to be on the road in round two. Yeah. So there was no way around it. So uh, And then before that, there were five teams – um, but it was still the same situation. And then before that, there was no wild card, or there was only one wild card, and there was no wild card round. So it's never been a chance. It's always been guaranteed that the top two seeds would have a home game in the divisional round, whether there was a wild card round before it or not. Now, because you have only one team with a bye and six other teams competing, it's possible for the two seed to lose. And then, therefore, if all three of the um, – the division winners in the wildcard round lose. Now you've got the five, six, seven left, and seven plays green or the one seed, and then five and six play yeah. each other. That's never been possible before, and it came relatively close to happening, which is kind of cool. And then, and then this weekend too, you could end we up still at, could you, you could have the championship game as we as I've been saying all along. What that entails, however, is somebody. It could have been the Buccaneers, but in this case, it turned out not to be. Somebody has to go into Lambeau and beat Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going through Green Bay. Sure. So, um, if. If the, if the Rams beat Green Bay, and they do have a fantastic defense, yeah. I'm still not sold on this quarterback situation with Wolford and, and Goff, but they have a fantastic defense, so you can't count them out. I, I, I think Green Bay should be heavy favorites. Did you know they're like 35-0 and 0 after leading at the half? Rams? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Well, they hardly give up any second half points, yeah. right? Once if they get you to, if they get you so watch that score, uh, but if you're a Buck fan, you do want to keep an eye on that game. What and, did we do you, in the second half against them? You are rooting for the Rams. You are rooting for the Rams because you want a home game. Sure. You don't want it to go through frigid Lambeau. No, you want the Super Bowl to go through Tampa. Yeah. To and be then, and Tampa. then end in Tampa mm-hmm. with Tampa in it. All of those things. That Every time I start thinking about that, I start getting excited, and I have to tell myself to settle down. Yeah, settle we, down. Settle down. If we get I've through, done this before. Settle down. If we know. win this game, then it's, it's reasonable to start talking about the chance because you only mm-hmm. have to win one more to be the sure. first team to ever play the, the Super Bowl in your home stadium. The yeah. 49ers came close one year when they played it at Stanford, but uh, this would be the first time it's ever happened. Right. And I remember in 2000 when the Super Bowl was going to be here, and we had – 
just mm-hmm. almost made the Super Bowl the year before, and that was the storyline then too. And, mm-hmm. and the Bucks made the playoffs, but clearly weren't a Super Bowl. Well, anytime it's in your city, they're always going to say, "Hey, you got the chance." Which if is you're true. good, I mean, yeah. you know, if the Super Bowl was in Jacksonville this year, I don't think anybody would have been expecting that. <laughs> I don't to think happen. the Super Bowl is ever going back to Jacksonville. <laughs> it shouldn't, <laughs> or Detroit. Detroit Super Minnesota. Bowl. Minnesota. Actually, Detroit Super Bowl was really, really good. Should because, never be in a cold weather because yeah. of because of the way it was laid out. It, it I worked. wasn't there. And Indianapolis ended up uh, being really good. That's where they started deciding that you could play it in cold weather. Yeah. But I'm not a fan. No, I'm not a fan of cold weather all the time. No. We scored ten points against the Ram in the sec- Rams in the second half. Mm-hmm. That might be the most they've given up all year. Yeah. They they're that's a interesting team for sure. Um, but. They did what they had to do, and, uh, you know, now Buccaneers need to do what they need to do. And, you know, the Saints are – you know, you look at Drew Brees, and, and everyone's talking that this is Drew's last could year. Be, he could, could be. be, you know, calling it quits. And so, you know, he's he's looking to put it all out there as he does every game. You know? I wouldn't mind um, Drew Brees' last game being a loss to the Buccaneers. No, that would make me smile. That would make me smile. We played him 30 times already. First time in the playoffs now, but wow. we've played him 30 times. Jeez, that's crazy. And we've seen his game evolve because, you know, he used to be able to chuck it downfield, and they don't do that anymore. No. Well, it, what's interesting, what everybody forgets about Drew Brees is that no one wanted him. Well, I don't know if I go so far as saying no one wanted him. Well, everybody was kind of like – Miami was deciding between him and Dante Culpepper, mm-hmm. and they were worried about Drew Brees' injuries. Uh-huh. And it was Culpepper that – And we looked problem. at him too. Did we? Uh-huh. In 06? Sure. Uh, well, obviously the Saints. Everybody was looking at him. Kicking the tires. Well, sure. he hadn't done anything like what he's done in New Orleans no. while he was with San Diego. He was a good quarterback, but they drafted Philip Rivers because he didn't think he was good enough. Yeah, and the other side, it, too, wrong. is that it it shows when you stay the course with with a coaching staff and, and a, you know, an offense and a quarterback. And I guess if you believe the quarterback's your guy, you stay with him. But, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been together a long time. Didn't they arrive they, the same year? I believe they I think had. Peyton started that same yeah. year. Oh six. Yeah, oh yeah, six is when the they, Saints got there. They, um, you know, they certainly have uh, have had their share. Now, they have the last few years boxed out of the playoffs, and then like the last play of the game, it's kind of crazy. They they hang in there, but then when they lose their playoff game, it's usually the last play of the, the game. Vikings. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> just bringing it up a little yeah. bit. You know, where you think that's it, and yeah. boom done well so. i was saying we've seen breeze evolve do you know he's only got 10 completions of 30 or more yards this year no yeah, and i would yeah. be i could i could look it up but i don't feel like it i'd be willing to bet at least some of those are quick dumps to alvin kamara that became 30 mm-hmm. yards. compare that to tom brady who has 27 wow you know he has 11 touchdown passes of 20 or more yards in the last five games you can average more than two deep touchdown passes per game you're gonna win a lot of games mm-hmm yeah, it's really been impressive. Because in the beginning of the year, that was the big that was the big middle boot, of the year. is that you couldn't do it. Yeah, in the yeah. middle in the middle the beginning of the year we hit some, and then in the middle it was about a four or five game stretch where we couldn't hit a deep ball to save our lives, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and now we can. Yeah, we can it, save lots of lives. Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be it. I think it's going to be a good game. I think I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it better not be, because I don't see us blowing out the Saints. No. No. So a blowout is probably not going to go our way. No. So. All right. All right. You good? Yeah. You yeah. want to go on to some fan questions? Sure. Let's do it. Let's get some fan questions. Let me fire up them fan uh-huh. questions. Get that in. Make it great. I'm not going to read this whole one from our friend Alejandro in Brazil, okay. but he the, the one question he had at the end was, um, who's our leading scorer in playoff history? And he, he guessed Martin, which is correct. Yes. But not by much. No. Martin has 48 points and Mike Allstead has 42. Oh. Uh-huh. But it was it was the right guess. All right, let's see here. Uh, this is from a Ken Wynn. I think that's how you pronounce that uh, last name, N-G-U-Y-E-N, Wynn. Okay. Dogs! There were a lot of A's, and there was an <laughs> exclamation point. There was a W. Hearing Aaron say, Arian say that Kevin Minner did a great job filling in for D. White made me think. Does anybody call him D. White? Is that a thing? Devin White? No, but I... But I think we used to call Dwayne White Dwayne D. White. Dwayne White, yeah. I know it's been a minute since the... Oh, it's been a minute. I hate that phrase. Yeah. The kids all say that. It's What's, been a minute. When they mean it's been a while, they go, uh-huh. it's been a minute since the kids, Bucks have been to the playoffs. Kids these days. Kids these days. It's been a minute since the Bucks were in the playoffs, but they do have some decent playoff history. That's true. Sure. Can you think of a time when a backup had to play and did really well? Where does Minder's performance rank 
Just wondering if you had any memories along this line. Hopefully next week we're talking about how great White did in New Orleans. Yeah. Hopefully we are, because yeah. he's, he's back. He is. I think that's the difference maker. Yeah, okay. Because they played well without him, and they're yeah. going to play even better. Hopefully the pass rush. You know, our pass rush has really not been very good. As, as, as the offense has gone crazy, the pass rush has cooled off, which mm-hmm. isn't good. We need both of those things. Um, you know, I did have a chance. I think I got this like yesterday, and I did look through it a little bit. Because you, can you think of anything off the top of your head? Mm-hmm. A backup was done really well. No, I, I was just kind of thinking. I mean, Sean King came in late in '99 and played really well in the regular season. But I don't think he did anything special in the playoffs. We barely beat Washington, and yeah. we didn't score really hardly at all in St. Louis. So, no, I don't think he did anything. Considering special. the first series, we. Got a turnover. We were in the red zone, and we had to settle for three rather than a touchdown. Hmm. Not that I remember. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did remember. I was thinking of Chuck Darby. You know, now that's a good – that is really good. It's just like Nacho this year. Yes, too. it is. It you, is. You lost your nose tackle, who was a former first-round pick. Then it was Booger McFarlane. Mm-hmm. This time it's Vita Vea. And then – in, in, in Booger's case, he actually came back and then again for the last, like, three games in the playoffs got hurt. So, Darby was your starter for a portion of the season and then in the playoffs, and he did really well. There's not a lot of great numbers to throw out, but he Chuck did a good did job. did good. He's a very strong person. Yeah. Because he was undersized for that very position. Very much so. But he was yeah, he so guy, strong. But just spark plus Just natural or, strength. Or did, a fire hydrant. My favorite thing about Chuck Darby is that he is from North South Carolina. North South Carolina. The, the town's called North, and it's in South Carolina. Uh, only in Carolinas can you do that. <laughs> North South, South Carolina. Carolina. Uh, Pete Pearson after Gruber broke his leg. Uh, yeah, Pete did a yeah. He did a pretty good job. Yeah, he did playing uh, left Washington tackle. State, yeah, yeah, playing left tackle after Gruber got hurt in the last game of '99, ending mm-hmm. his career. That's good. Most people think of quarterbacks or wide receiver or running back, but. You know, you're thinking a real. Yeah, that's because I went through these. I went through all our playoff games, and I could not find anything where like some receiver yeah. or running back they just didn't lit it expect. Up. Yeah. It was all the guys you'd expect. It was your Allstats and Pittmans mm-hmm. and Keyshawns and Keenans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, Joe Jarvis had that one big play, but he was a critical part of our offense sure. that whole year. Oh yeah. Uh, the only one that I would say I found a Rob Thomas. Remember Rob Thomas? I do. With two Bs, uh, he he caught a 50 yard catch, 50 yard pass, and that went over Detroit in '97. I did not remember that. And it was his only catch in the game, so it wasn't like a big deal. But, sure. uh, you know, 50-yard catch back then, we didn't get a lot of those. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not 97, no. no. That, that was uh, defense and run the ball from yeah. there through the end of the Dungy era. Uh, and then I had to look it up, and I went through the box scores from the 70s and the early 80s because I didn't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall, but Charlie Hanna was our starting right tackle in 79. Yeah. And then I think he got hurt, like, right at the end of the season, and, and a guy named Daryl Carlton played right tackle right. in the Philly game. And we ran the ball like crazy in that game. Ricky Bell had like 142 yards. But I couldn't find like a quarterback or a receiver or anything that fit the bill. No, and in, in those playoff games, it was all defense that kept you in that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's – Really both of our eras. Mm-hmm. Even the even though it looks like the Super Bowl was 48-21. to 21, Well, their defensive score. 21 of those <laughs> were defensive <laughs> touchdowns. So, well, if the yeah. offense isn't going to do it, damn it, we're going to take care of business. Yeah. We would have won 27-21 if we were only counting. Actually, they got a non-offensive score, too, didn't they? Get a block punt. They did. Touchdown. They did. That's when they were making what – it was It was 48 – it was 40 – let's see, it was 34-3 to in the Super Bowl in the second half. And you're like, okay, this is in the bag. And then they started scoring, and you're like, mm. they had the one play at the very back of the uh-huh. end zone to Porter, I think, or Rice. Yeah, or started to make a comeback. But then the pick six has happened, and that was that. Step back The up. dagger's in. Yeah. There you go. All right, so we answered that question. All right. Next All right. one from a guy who calls himself Bones. Bones. I wonder if it's a orthopedic or. I wonder if it's old Bones. I, old Bones. Yeah, remember? We used to have a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was called Bones, not old Bones. Yeah, but I'm saying old Bones. Maybe, you know, like an old friend of I ours. have a hard time. I very, very. I think he would have said so. I doubt it. It's probably just another guy who likes to be called Bones. All right, we'll go with that. What was the story with Rojo Saturday? We kind of already covered this. Yeah, we did. I listened to last week's podcast and didn't hear you guys say anything about an injury, and then he does just doesn't play. Did he get hurt in warm-ups? Okay, th- this is why I – this is this question, which I read a while ago, is why it. I didn't figure out on my own that maybe there's daily fantasy. Right. Because he says he was playing in a little playoff fantasy challenge with uh, his buddy. Not a daily uh, fantasy, yeah, just yeah. a thing with his just buddies. Right, yeah, yeah. I've done that before. Where you like you pick it when sure. we when you're, we weren't in the playoffs. Yeah, you're playing. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, and, and uh, 
I had Rojo as one of my three backs. There's restrictions to how many players you can take off any team, which makes sense because I'm thinking if I'm picking the three backs I want in the playoffs, you got to pick Derrick Henry. Right. And you got to pick Alvin Kamara. You absolutely have to pick those. You know, you got 21 touchdowns this year. Yeah. 21 touchdowns, Alvin Kamara. Great. He had six in one game. (laughs) Could add seven. Anyway, I can't change now, so I hope he plays this week. What's the word? Well, we don't know yet. We We don't don't know. Uh, Bruce was definitely not really – he wasn't sure. He didn't. Yeah, I don't think he was being evasive. He just didn't know yet on Monday. And and then we'll have practice tomorrow. And we'll get a better feel. You, you, we should probably know a little bit better going into this game whether he's going to play or not. Yeah, and you, yeah, we'll just. Sorry, Bones. We don't have a lot of info yeah, for you. That was kind. Of, yeah, I will just say this, Bones. Everybody was surprised. Yeah, let's put it that way. Should be less surprising yeah. this week. At least you do have Fournette and Vaughn to mm-hmm. fall back on, and Shady's back on the active roster now. Shady McCoy. Yeah. Um, so he could be available as well. I, 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 you know, Vaughn has had his his little flashes of can't put the ball on ground, but though. but yeah, and that's something that he's really he's gonna have to spend the off season that practicing of hanging on. I think he looks like a pretty good runner. Yeah, I, th- I like I like his running style, mm-hmm. and that's you know we need that first before anything else. Sure, I think that's it, dude. Only those two. Only those two questions. Well, I had the one from um, Al- from well, let's Alexander. We've got time. Well, I mean, we already answered the question. Oh, Ahoy, Salty Ones. What an, what an awesome week. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited with our next game. In my mind, the perfect path to my dreamy Super Bowl. Two words, right, Mr. Smith? So he did write it as two words. I appreciate that. I hate when people write that as one word. Would be Packers and Saints followed by fouling the football team because I really like the idea of beating the best to be the best. Yeah. And winning the NFC against the Saints would be perfect. Well, I don't know when he sent this in because – that came today well it came today he would already know that we yes had the saints first right okay well sure but facing the saints oh i see he was saying that's what he would have preferred right but facing the saints now is equally dreamy especially if the rams can pull it out against the packers okay i I just didn't read far enough okay that would mean two consecutive games played at rgs wow wouldn't that be nice and then we answered his question about the leading score um yeah, it would be it, it would be great if it was, and we're thinking way too far ahead. So I'm, it's just a fantasy. But pack, uh, Saints and Breeze, mm-hmm. Packers and Favre. I mean Rogers, Packers <laughs> and Rogers. Got Brett Favre on the brain, and then maybe Chiefs and and Mahomes. That'd be quite a run oh, of Brady matchups, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow. But if you if you look at it, other than well, really, other than the Rams, it's you know. I don't think it's yeah it's it's a premier quarterback. It's premier quarterbacks and well, it's 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 the old school against the the young yeah. the young dude. So we who's playing is Baltimore playing at Kansas City? Uh no. Uh Cleveland, I believe. Baltimore's at Cleveland? No. Cleveland's playing at Kansas City. Yes. Okay. And Baltimore, I believe is in Buffalo. I'm going off the top of my head. I'm going to tell you. But yeah, you better check that. Because you know how I kind of get kind of so it's Rams at Packers, mm-hmm. Ravens at Bills. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Browns at Chiefs, Bucks at Saints. So um, Ravens and Bills is Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, those are two guys. Lamar you, won the MVP you, did, last year. Did you see him, Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Did you see uh, those runs? Unreal. I would be very worried about that if we played them. Browns at Chiefs is Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, and yeah, Baker Mayfield is a. Former first-round pick, and he's been playing well mm-hmm. of late, but I don't think he's in the same category right now. No. I actually think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's right now in the Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I'll say this. He's really very good in commercials. So he Those does are good have, commercials. Excellent. The way that's, Why does every insurance company have to have funny commercials? I don't know. It means nothing. It because, started with Geico. Well, the reason is because when you have to call your insurance guy, it's not a fun it's not funny. Call. Yeah. It's just not but a – Seriously – Progressive, yeah, Liberty Mutual, Geico, Geico. There's another sure. one I can't think of. Right Geico now. started it. Geico started it yeah. and still does it. Sure, but the the winners right now are Progressive. Those yeah. um, the the life coach trying to get the young Don't be people, your dad. young homers for not being the best one. Parents. The best one. The best one I like right now is he puts a chair and he goes, "Okay, take yeah. the chair." And he goes, ah. "Did y'all hear that?" Did y'all? <laughs> I like. Um, I like. Uh, we all see it. Yeah, we all we'll see, see it. it. Blue. He has yeah. blue hair. I, I like, like that the one. one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a large lunch. <laughs> How many times you heard your mom do that, right? Yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. why did I get on that? Because I said he would have a great acting Oh, yeah. Career. No, those are good. Those are good. I yeah. think that also was a progressive, maybe. Yeah. 
Those are good commercials. The Liberty Mutual ones are they're they're trying to be funny and they're terrible. Yeah. They got a emu. Yeah. This is not funny. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they just they they they're the, You're the, killing a lot of sponsorships. The Geico's <laughs> oh, are the best, just so we, you we know. We don't have one, do we? Yeah, we do. Geico's the okay, best. Okay, okay, good. Geico's the best. <laughs> yeah, Geico's good. Geico's been doing now, it forever since now, the Now, of course, now if the other ones want to come aboard, we would sure love to have you. <laughs> I'm just glad I just didn't crap on our, one of our sponsors. Of course, you could edit it, but now you don't have to. That would be bad. Oh, don't, don't worry. Adam Smith will be giving you a call. Adam J. Smith will be giving you look a at call. These, look at these games, though. Rams, Packers. So you got Favre. I did it again. I know. In this playoffs now, with the eight teams remaining, you've got I you've got Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, who had an MVP caliber season, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, who's an MVP, Lamar Jackson's an MVP, Aaron Rodgers is an MVP, Tom Brady's an MVP. Has Drew Brees ever won league MVP? Mm, I mean, the year they won the Super Bowl, maybe? No. I don't believe he has. I think what's interesting, though, is, which is kind of crazy when is you think about Josh it. Allen. A year ago, they thought he was the worst guy, the worst <laughs> pick ever. You know, I'll, I'll, and it, it amazes me that no one gives anybody any time to grow. I'll gi- I'll give. Well, that's true. I'll follow my sword on that one, though. During the draft, I thought he was not going to be a good quarterback. Right. And he really he had the accuracy issues everybody expected his first two years. Right. Overcame them with, you know, his, his ability to run and all that. But this year, I don't know what they did. Whoever was responsible for fixing him during the 2020 offseason should be a head coach somewhere. Because now he's really accurate. And very accurate. And that and that makes all the difference because everybody knew the rest of his game was good. Sure. It's impressive. So yeah. Drew Brees has never won a league MVP. I didn't think he did. If he's he won, did, it would have been the Super Bowl year, but he didn't. He's won AP Comeback Player of the Year in 04. Mm-hmm. He was a Walter Payton, Payton Man, Man of the Year in 06. He's won two Offensive Players of the Year, which is what they often give to the guy that yeah. they, they couldn't make him an MVP, so we'll give him the Offensive Player yeah. of the Year. That's kind of amazing, huh? It's like a Golden Globe rather than an Emmy, the Academy Award. So these, these remaining eight teams in the playoffs include four quarterbacks that have won MVP, one that probably should have, Drew Brees. Uh, he's a, you know he's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Allen, who, if he keeps playing the way he is, will someday win an MVP. Baker Mayfield, who has a ton of, of uh, potential. Sure. And then you got the Rams, who, who are going to have to win this thing on defense if they're going to win it. Wow. But that's a lot of really that's a lot of quarterback talent right there. Wow. I, I, well, that's what I'm saying is that that's why it's going to be fun because it, you know people love to see scores. That's that's you know that's what makes it go ground. So I love to see defensive scores for yeah. our team. Mm-hmm. Well, those are fun. I'm all about the scoreboard. You know that. I I don't care what the score is as long as we got more as long than they do. More for us. Than them. More for us. One than more them. point on our side than their side. That's it. And you you're, are. You're going to live with that. And just like I said, good teams play in December. And you know what? Buccaneers played pretty darn good in December. I feel like you kept moving that that bar because didn't you say November originally? Well, actually, you should start in 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 November. Yes, we did not play well in November. No, November was a bad month for us, but. That was probably our best December ever because we've never finished a season on a four-game winning streak before. Mm. That was the first time that ever happened. Came at a good time, that's for sure. Well, when you remember when we were 7-5, and five, we were saying, well, yeah, if we win them all, we'll definitely be in, but what if we only win three? What if we only yeah. win two? And you were hoping for a minimum of, you know. You know, as it turned out, we would have made it with only winning two of those because the Bears ended up 8-8. Eight and eight. So nine and seven would have done it, but I'm glad we didn't sneak in at nine and seven. No, I, I, I yeah, I like the fact that that the team's playing well and winning. And, <laughs> Do you? That's yeah. I really just, go out on a limb there. Well, I mean, I like just the fact getting, the Bucks are playing good. But I'm just saying, just getting into the playoffs is not enough, and right. that's what I like best about. You want to be peaking team. at the right time. I what I like best is everybody's excited that they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs win, but that's not the goal. That's not the end of the goal. It's a, a step in getting to the goal. Honestly speaking, if the Bucks had lost the game in Washington, I know that Bruce Arians and the team would not consider this a successful season, but mm-hmm. a month from now, would you be saying, well, okay, we didn't get all the way, but at least we broke that playoff At route. 13 years Would missing? you be saying that? Sure. I, I'd Absolutely. Be I'd be torn. I am there now. I, if we had lost to Washington, that would have been a bit of a disappointment. Right. But they're not feeling this way, so don't anybody Mm-mm. think that I'm speaking for the team here. No. I'm not, but just for me – Getting this far is already – it's such a huge thing for us, right? It's almost like house money at this point because if we win this game in New Orleans, how excited are we going to be then? I know. But if we lose it 
It's going to be how a bad, really how it, bad are you going to feel? It's going to be a really salty, salty dog next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll do one more win or lose. Right. Hopefully, we'll be doing more than one more. Sure, sure. But I think we've done it all for today. We have. So it was fun. I appreciate you uh, getting through all the security. It wasn't easy. At Raymond James <laughs> it Stadium. gets harder every it week. It took you a half hour to <laughs> get did. in. It Told did. me you'd be here at 3, at 3.25. Hey, yeah. I'm at the elevator. <laughs> but it really right. took all that time. I know. <laughs> but, that's, but, that's, but that's why you have security. You need it. Okay? Done? Anything else? I'm shaking my head now. I know. Say goodbye to Brett Favre. Goodbye, Brett Favre. <laughs> Hello, Aaron Rodgers. Since you did, thanks for listening.